Brother Baxter. Good evening, friends. No, just a minute. Just about. For God. Good evening, friends. Very happy to be here tonight. In the service of our Lord to represent His Son, Jesus Christ, to you. In a way that He is death at Calvary, is the atonement for you, for the healing of your body, salvation of your soul, for joy and happiness. I believe it's written in the scripture, one of the writers said, Above all things, I would that you'd prosper in health. And now I pray that God will let every sick person in here tonight be well. I'm sure it's the will of God that all of you would be well. He wants you to be well if you and I can only have faith. If we just sometimes wonder what that great article says, what is it? You know, to my surprise, and I say this with reverence and heart, fearing lest I would say something wrong, I find that about 80% of the people that say they believe just has hope instead of faith. Faith is just so sure, it's positive, it never moves, it's just got to be. Faith is an element, it's a sense, it's the sixth sense of the human body. It's the one sense that human soul has two senses. Well, other than that, it's five senses control the human body. See, taste, feel, smell, hear. And the inward man has two senses. That's faith, unbelief. One of them governs. We come to a place so I'm I'm wondering seriously about this, that if we really, if we're not playing the borderline to folks, don't you think so? Borderline Christian? Do you believe there is such? There is. They're afraid to launch out into the demons. Borderline. Just as long as you can walk. Recently, when coming from Africa, I, while I was down there, I haven't time now to tell you, but the Lord told me to go a certain place and do a certain thing. And, uh, and the management of the itinerary they had set was altogether contrary, and the man didn't understand it. They just wouldn't let me do it. I said, all right. Look, we'll suffer, so I went and prayed again, and he gave me permission, and told me I'd suffer over it. I did. The whole party did. I suffered worse. was a parasite. And we found out later, if we went and done what the Lord told us to, there's probably been 200,000 souls saved in the meeting, or more, more. Mr. Jackson, which is here at the meeting somewhere in South Africa, knows all about it. When I pulled off, off of a tree, threw it before the ministerial international group, and said, Thus saith the Lord, we shall not go that way. If we do, we'll suffer. 
not right to go that way. We should go from here to Johannesburg straight to Durban. Well, they couldn't understand it, of course. But I went in that anchor. I'll just give you the detail of it. Won't take but just a moment or two, maybe. 10, 15 minutes. When we landed at Johannesburg, I didn't know very much about South Africa. My wife sitting, well, probably at the last of this, and I told her, I said, you write me, honey, Johannesburg, Southern Rhodesia. Johannesburg, I mean, um, beg your pardon, Durban, Southern Rhodesia. Durban's not in Rhodesia. It'd be like writing Zion, Canada. That's another nation. Rhodesia is another nation. South Africa where Durban is, but I didn't know the Lord sent me to Durban because that's where Miss Florence Nightingale was healed. She went back and I promised the Lord that I would go if that's where I thought I was going. When I got over to Johannesburg, Brother Baxter and was waiting for me there and he said, here's where we have the meeting. About 20,000 people were out around the place there and by when we got out there, I don't know how many was out in about 20, 30 miles out of town where they're taking us, where the meeting was being held. And the first night I was so worn, I'd been there for three days. When it come down, I was tired, worn, no sleep. You know how it is, them bouncy planes over the seas and so forth. Thank you, sir. And um, so then when I got down in there, well, I just walked to the meeting and just got in and there was tens of thousands People together in there everywhere. Been waiting three days for me. All gathered out. And as soon as they got in, I saw a vision just break before me. And there come a boy with one leg about six inches shorter than the other. I seen his limb come down normal. I looked around to see where the boy was. I seen him sitting. We hadn't had time to get out no prayer cards. We couldn't call a prayer line. My, not in that kind of crowd. I said, young man, Jesus Christ has healed you. You've come over here from Durban. He's made you well. Stand up on your feet. There, his leg was perfectly normal. The headlines in the paper, the boy, the reporters went and measured his legs to see him testify of his father and mother. There it was. The next day, then there's a little lady laying there in a cot. I said, I see an automobile, one running this way. It crashes as the young lady gets her back rope. I said, here she lays here, your back's broken three places. She said, that's right. I, she said, will I ever get... I said, I don't know. I stood there just a moment, looked. I seen her going, waving her hands and talking to her friends and back and forth. I said, stand up, Jesus Christ, to see you. And her mother said, no, 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 she can't stand up. She should she, die. Remember, better be careful. The broken back, one move and that's all. Remember, a... a a truth, a state truth can't move you on the highway if you've got a broken back. That's right. You have to lay there. The doctors didn't. Now, but they, and the woman was laying there with her back broken three places and hadn't moved for months just laying like that. I said, Jesus has healed you. And she raised up on her feet and screamed, began jumping up and down and praising God. And her mother fainted and fell in the same bed that her daughter was laying in. So, so that started it. And then, of course, they had a medical affair there that the medical association had had an awful time with them. Well, I'd given my analysis of that. 
what it was and what was what I thought was true. Though many times it's some shut behind the door to me, but that don't stop God's word from being true. So I laid it down. And the next morning early, the medical association called up and wanted me to have breakfast with them. And they gave me the right hand of fellowship and said, that's true divine healing. And we open our hospitals to anything that you want while you're in Africa. I said, thank you, sir. said, you've already done something more for us now than half the missionaries that come over here in 50 years. I said, thank you, sir. I will try to do all of it. The Lord will permit me to do it. I said, Reverend Branham, we believe in divine healing like that. That way, that's truth. And I said, thank you, sir. So then the next day, the Dutch Reformed paper, which was, oh my, the Dutch Reformed church. I'm nothing against you Dutch Reformed people here. But it's a state church there, and they're really horribly against divine healing. And so, but here their paper was carrying articles of it and everything, front pages and one, two pages of it. And the next day, there was one Dutch Reformed minister who was for me, and one said I was a spiritualist, uh, a devil, uh, under disguisement as a Christian, and uh, imposing myself as a Christian man, working with the spirit of the devil, the reason I would know those things. Well, it kind of stirred his buddy, so he went to see me. And he said, you're wrong. He said, this is the day of our visitation. The other fellow said, the one was against me, he said, that man is of the devil. And he was, this other one said, I'm going out and pray for your lost soul. <laughs> so he just turned around and walked out in the yard with a little peach tree. And he knelt under the peach tree and said, oh God, I accept every word the man has said. Said, I believe it's the truth. I know no one could do this except it would be by you. And I believe it, and my friend in there is going to be lost. And said, it's the day of our visitation, and have mercy on him. And he said, about that time, before he'd ever heard about it, here come that pillar of fire moving down through that bush. And said, the pillar of fire opened up, and the angel of God stood there and walked in and laid his hand on his shoulder. Said, return and tell him. And he jumped up real quick. He runs to the door all excited. Uh, the, the angel of the Lord uh, met me right there and said, Come tell you and begin to tell his buddy about So he put his hand on my back and said, It just almost burnt comes through me. said, I, I, I tell you, it's going on like that. And this Dutch reform minister happened to look around and there was a scorched place the size of a man's hand laying right across his white shirt. Right across there, I got the shirt. There was the next day in the paper, headlines, this Dutch Reformed minister's eyes bulged out like that, look at the man's back, and they took my hand and put it on the man's back, and this exactly fit the fingers right around exactly about the left hand where it used to be. Well, we had the favor of everything then. Then Mr. Baxter, my beloved brother, comes to tell me, said, Brother Brandon, We've got an itinerary. We've got to go way down Clark's off Boonsentine, all the way down through that way and back up and then over to Durban. So it doesn't matter to me. We were over here for so long. doesn't matter. All right. That night when we went in, about 2 o'clock in the morning, the angel of the Lord came to me and said, Tomorrow you're going to be down in the city and you're going to see an odd-dressed lady standing by the side of a place dressed in purple. Call Mr. Schumann's attention, and tomorrow morning, while you're sitting at the table, when you get up, 
tell, there's going to be something happen. And so then you tell your manager, Mr. Baxter, that he's going to point out to you a very odd looking bird. See? And it said, they're going to try to take you up here to a doctor that's got cancer. And he thanks cancer on his hip, but said it is not cancer. The doctor just made a mistake and cut something loose there, and the man's going to die. Said, and don't, and said, now they're going, and on your road up, said, you'll see a native bead sailor. There's lots of them set along the road, but tomorrow they'll only be one. And you all will turn and come to that native bead sailor. They said, you'll know her, said she's a young girl, about 14 years old. She's got a big skin place way back her scalp like that. And said, by that, you shall not take, you'll know that you shall not go down there with a man. You stay right here for two weeks and go up to Mr. Jackson's farm as you were going up there uh, a hunting and then go to Durban and stay to Durban till I call you. Next morning I got up, repeated all over. Mr. Baxter, who's right here listening at me now, and Mr. Jackson, which is sitting close. Oh, I believe, Brother, are you here, Brother Jackson? Where are you at? If you are, raise your hand up so I'll know. I've been saying, oh, here, sir, he's right up here, all right. That's right, Brother Jackson from South Africa, right there where the meeting was going on. The next day, sitting at the table, the Lord spoke to me and told me about little Andra his little girl, about what was wrong with her tonsils and what had taken place and so forth. Mr. Schumann first, he didn't kind of understand it too well. He just dropped his part. He knew that, that no one knew that except right there in their own family. And there the Holy Spirit was revealing all about his family and what they had done and all along like that. Brother Baxter sitting there at the table, listening. And I said, now, we shall not take this itinerary down this way. The Lord told me to stay here for two more weeks and then go over to, to, uh, to Mr. Jackson's farm and go hunting with him for rest up for about eight or ten days and then go to Durban and stay there until he called me, which should be about a month, I'm sure. Not knowing then that Durban was the only place there wasn't segregation, all these others were segregation. You think about the South having trouble, you ought to see their trouble there. Now, well, I, so I told them, and the next day, Brother Baxter, which is present, and Brother Bosworth, and all of them, when they, Brother Baxter said, now, Brother Brandon, to me, so that's all right, but as the National Committee, you have to see them. So I told Brother Schumann, so he'd know. I said, now, today that you know, Brother Schumann, we're going to the city, and there'll be a native dressed in purple. <laughs> what? I said, a native dressed in purple. Never seen one yet. He said, all right, you'll sit today. And I said, he'll be standing by a park. I've never been in Johannesburg in my life. And I said, he'll be standing by a park like this, where his uh, catacorner cuts this way, the road goes this way, and a lot of benches sitting along like this. There's people above it with flowers on the street selling. He said, I know where the park is. And I said, well, we'll pass by that today. Well, we will. Hey, well, I said, you want to go down? Well, when all we got busy about things, he said, you want to go down? I said, yes. I went out with him with his office, and when we was coming around for his office, I said, Brother Schumann, you see your native senator? He said, well, what do you know about that? And so then, as we got back up there, uh, what was that duplicity's name? Not David. Justice. Justice Duplicity, which is one of the smartest men there is in South Africa, to my opinion, and a real Christian gentleman. He is one of the sponsors of the meeting on the, internet, on the National Committee. 
he taken me in a bunch, and we went up to Victoria. And on the road up, Brother Baxter was along, and they were driving about 60 miles an hour up the road like that, talking real quick. And he said, but there ought to be some salesmen along here somewhere. I punched Brother Baxter. And so we went on up and said, we'll buy some beads and heroes and so forth. Went on up and we just passed by. I looked and there's just a little lady sitting on the side of the road, a little colored girl with her, with her skin placed on her head. I thought, that's the girl. I just see what they're going to do now. He went way over up the road and he said, have a look. He's just about a half square above the say there's one of the salesmen. Squeaked on his brakes, come back. I looked at Brother Baxter. He never, it just looked like he didn't think of it at that time. Turned back around. When we got down there, I said, Brother Baxter, don't you remember this? He said, yes, there it is. <laughs> There's a little, the only one on the road, and that's 29 miles. You know, Brother, they sit on the road everywhere there for those fellows. The only one on the road, just like he told me, never been to the country, just been there about 24 hours. And so he said, now, and there she was sitting there with that, and went back, and Brother Baxter taking his camera and took a picture of the Navy. We go on up, sure enough, there was the doctor with that in his hip, just exactly like we said. And then the following day, we was out on a, a place that was Brother Baxter, the odd bird that he told me he would look at. There it was, just the same way. Then he comes and said, we're going, got to go down there. Well, Brother Baxter said, now, Brother Brown, if it was in America, I'd have the Jewish diction and I would say, no. Said, but we're over here at the mercy of these people. They don't understand. Said, I'm with you. hundred percent. But said, now, to make these men understand it, that will be something different. I said, well, whether they understand it or not, I know what the Lord told me to do. I must do what he said to So, next morning, here come the cars up. Got to go down to Clarkstall, a little place for about 4,000, 5,000, or something like that. Something on that order. Leaving Johannesburg of about 350 to 400,000. So, leave that just at 100 miles different. But as I've always said, if you won't get muddled up, it's fooling with preachers. And that's where you sure get fixed up. Not all of them, but I mean just to get a bunch of men. They promised Brother So-and-so that they'd have us over to his place, and Brother So-and-so, they had to come down there. Now, that's all right. But, Brother, when it comes to leading of the Spirit of God, you follow God. See? And so, they said, oh, we, we must go. That's, that's all. So they loaded up the cars. I was still sitting in there. I wasn't going. I wasn't going, no, sir. So they said, you got to go. You must go. So I, well, all right, I got, went out, started down the road, and as I kept going down, the Holy Spirit kept condemning me, saying, you better not do that. I said, God, if I ever know of crossing your line like this, but I'm down here, what am I going to do? I'm in the mercy of these men. It kept getting worse. I said, stop the car. Stop the car. Up comes the different cars, the man, and and uh, Billy Paul, my son, and, and Mr. Statsquist, and all, Mr. Bosworth, and a bunch of the committeemen, and all of them come up. I was Mr. Schoeman. There he is. Brother Baxter was in another car. So they went over and told him, said, he refuses to go. said, you have to go talk to him. I said, I ain't going no farther right here. This is, the Lord done told me to go back, and I can't do it. And they said, well... Brother Branham said, look, they kind of got a little huffy about it. And I said, said, don't you think God speaks to somebody besides you? One of the committeemen said, I said, Cora had that idea one day and told Moses that. 
but the earth opened up and swallowed him out. I said, I don't know what he's told you. I can't judge that. I know what he's told me. Well, he said he told us to make that itinerary. I said, he told me not to take it. Well, now, you, if he told you to make the itinerary, go ahead. But he told me not to do it. Well, the argument got worse and worse. Finally, Brother Baxter come over. Brother Baxter said, Brother Brandon, we're kind of spot here. He said, I wish that that you would not say about going up on that hunting trip. Said that, now, Brother Baxter is a sensible, sound man. And he's looking at it from his sensible standpoint as it could be. He said, look, if you keep saying going hunting, those ministers are thinking that you've come down here to go hunting and half of them down here don't even believe in going hunting. And said, thousands of people laying down their sticks ready to die and you talk about going hunting. I said, Brother Baxter, if I never fire another gun in my life, if I never walk into a, a, a field again in my life, I said, that's not pro or con to me. I said, I am only doing what God said to do. I said, that is, I'm, I'm just following out orders. And I said, you've been with me enough, Brother Baxter, to know that when I tell you what God is going to do in the name of the Lord and tell you it's a vision, he said, Brother Branham, is that truly a vision from God? I said, yes, Brother Baxter. He said, then from henceforth, I take my hands away from it. I said, I, I won't have no more to do with it. But if it's a vision from God that we're plugged up here, but said, now, if you make your move, I'll stand by you. But all right, Brother Baxter. Well, I fussed with him there for a while. No. Well, finally, it's getting one o'clock. People's waiting. And when we went down the road, I'm mispronouncing, I'm sure, Clark's stuff, but something on that order, close enough that you know what it was. But when we got down there, there was enough people, the city was swamped, and there was no place for them to sleep. There was nothing. Beautiful day. They take me out to a minister's house, a brother free, a very fine Christian brother. Susan was sitting at the table by his wife. The Lord told me what was wrong with his wife and how she suffered and healed her right there. She's never been bothered since. See, God in his sovereignty, yet me out of his will, God will bless, gifts and callings are without repentance. See? And so then we stayed there a little bit. And that night they got the meeting all ready to go. And when there come time to take me to the meeting, there come a tropical storm and like they're drowned the whole bunch. And at 10 o'clock in the night, they couldn't even get me near the place. Just, you haven't seen a storm yet. You see one of those tropical storms. Lightning, it's just lightning in this room almost, the constant flashes of lightning and roaring, and there it was. All right, no service that night. Well, the brethren, I come back, I said, I told you. The Lord said, don't come down here, I'm out of his will. I've got to go back to Johannesburg. Well, we just can't do it. Now we promised brothers, these brothers that we're going down here, we got to do it. Well, there you are. The sin be on you. I said, remember, I, I was there with no money and nothing. I was in an awful condition. No money to carry my meeting on myself. And I was just kind of up against it. So then I said, well, we waited that night. The next day, broke off pretty and nice. And just about the time for the service, there come a blizzard. Like the throws everybody to the head. Come on back to the building. I said, didn't I tell you? 
I said, now, tomorrow night we'll have an earthquake. I said, we're out of the will of God, brethren. They said, do you mean we'll have an earthquake? I said, I don't know whether we will or not. I just said that. There'll be something happening. We're out of the will of God. Two o'clock in the morning, we were still going heavy at it. And I said, finally said, now look, God has told me to go back to Johannesburg and stay there for two weeks, go up to Brother Jackson, and then from there to Durban, and from there I'll go home. They, oh no, I said, well, we got the favor with the newspapers, with the medical association, with everything, and thousands of people where they could eat and everything in a place to stay, and here they're laying out on the prairies, no place, nothing to eat, and drowned and everything else, and us out of the will of the Lord. I said, can't you see it, brethren? Well, we promised to do this, though. Well, of course, they were mad of honor trying to keep their promise to their brethren, but brother... That's the reason that my meetings tonight can't be set like Oral Roberts and the rest of these fellows. They know where they're going two years from now. They don't die. They can set their mind must be led day by day, meeting by meeting, wherever he says go, I gotta go. They tell me right tonight not to be here tomorrow, I wouldn't be here tomorrow. And if he told me tonight to stay here a, a year, I'd be right here a year if I had to stand on the outskirts of Zion and things. Wherever he says go, that's just where I go, that's where I stay, so he says go. It's got to be that way. I can't set a temporary. I can't tell you where I'll be the next day. I don't know. I'll make no promise. We're supposed to go down to Chicago next week, if the Lord will. If the Lord doesn't permit it, if he'd speak to me tonight and say, stay in Zion, I'd say it's Zion. If he met with me tonight and say, one day I was down there in St. Louis, Missouri, just left Zion. And I was having a good meeting. And that very night, the Holy Spirit come in and said, Leave St. Louis and go back to Zion. And I left St. Louis the next day and begin the following day in Zion again. You remember. You still know what the Lord did? Follow. So then, on into the night we went arguing, arguing, arguing. I said, Nope, going back tomorrow, right back to Johannesburg. Well, what will we do when we got to Johannesburg? I didn't have money to come home with it, and coming home would be wrong. I suppose stay there in that meeting. Who's going to back it up? What are we going to do? Oh, I was in an awful fix. And it just seemed like, I said, all right, as Paul said up long ago, you should have listened and not have loosened the tree to cause this trouble. So I said, now God has a permissive will, but I never like to work God's permissive will. I want his perfect will. And he always. If I don't want to work secondarily, I want to know what he wants me to do, and I'll go do it. And so we went. Then when he heard about permissive will, oh my, that settled a thing altogether. Well, I went into the room. We all went to a different rooms. I went to my room to pray. Billy, my boy back there, was sleeping with me. We had a couple little beds off one side. Brother Jackson, I guess you did it, Brother Three, you know where the beds are. That's next out to the road. And Billy and I went in. We went to pray. And so when we went in, Billy, my boy, put his hand on my shoulder. He said, Daddy, don't you listen to that bunch of preachers. You listen to what God's telling you and not that bunch of preachers. If I ever got wisdom from my son, Mazan, or a good... That's right. And I said, Honey, I'm all tore up. He said, Look, Daddy, but we'll get home some way. I said, Honey, the thing of it is, this is going home. It's the idea I've got to go back to Johannesburg and take this meeting that way. He said, Daddy, I'll stay by you, and I know Brother Baxter will, so he said, you just remember we're with you. 
And so I said, you pray with me, Billy, because he got sleep. He just been a kid and he crawled in the bed about one or two o'clock. About three o'clock in the morning, he came into the room. I felt him. Moved over the side of the bed. I said, who are these men and what do they mean? He said, go on. They go on, said, they've got you tied into it. Say, go on, but remember, you'll pay for it. He said, you'll know. And he said, now, if you might go, if you have my permission to go, tomorrow morning, you go wake up your boy. God honored Billy. He said, you go wake up your boy and tell him that tomorrow morning at Sunday school, when they have their Sunday school meeting in the morning, it's going to be a pretty day. And it's raining, cloudy, and bad then. He said, but it's going to be pretty. sun will be shining, you'll be warm again. He said, you, they're going to stand, and Brother Baxter's going to stand for you to come pray for the sick men. The meeting's so delayed. Just to be there three days, anyhow. He said, the meeting's so delayed, you, he's going to send your boy back to get you to come pray for the sick. So be ready. And go. And said, so then when, when you do, said, your son is going to come at you with a young man in a little black car. And on the road back, on the road to get you, he's going to pick up another young man. That's contrary to the rules. But he's going to pick up another young man. And on the road going back, said, he's going to call your attention. There'll be a native in a white sapphire suit standing near a eucalyptus tree by a bridge with a stick fixing to strike another native. And said, by that, you'll know that I give you permission to go. But remember, you'll suffer for it. So, when I come out of the vision, I went over and I woke Billy up and I said, Billy, the angel of the Lord had just visited me and told him what he said. I walked into the room, and I put the back to the back of the building now listening. And I walked into the room, and here's what screams, friends. Listen, don't miss this. Now, he may never deal with you like that, in that manner. I was born to this end as a different person. Now, I guess I've been odd and misunderstood. Your life might not be like that, but this one thing I do know, you do what God tells you to do. Don't pay attention to what anybody else says, you do what God says. And it's be sure that you know it's God. Not some imagination or some feeling, you be sure it's God. Then follow God's right. He'll take you where he wants you to go. So, we walked into the room, Brother Baxter, Brother Bosworth, Mr. Statcliffe, which is, I believe, his presence tonight. And those men were sent, at least two of those men present now. They were all sleeping in a room over themselves, the four of them in a room, or the three of them, rather. And I walked into the room, I said, Brethren, I have thus saith the Lord. I said, We are doing wrong when we're going down to Kimberley, Clarkstock, and Bloemfontein, Cape Town. We're doing wrong. The will of the Lord is for us to go back here and come down, uh, go back to Johannesburg and go from there over to Brother Jackson and from there over to the Durban. And I said, but he gave me his permissive will this morning and gave me these signs. And I told him what he told me. And I said, it's, it's daylight outside now. It's a pretty day. And I said, these things shall come to pass. 
But remember, it's not the will of the Lord. How many old Fred Bosworth? Let's see your hand. Do you believe him to be a good man? Yes. And he's as close to me as my daddy. But yet, in that, Brother Bosworth, who stood by my side, who stood in the pulpit, who preached of this gift, who built platforms, who constantly speaks of it, said, I'm, I'm 70-something years old. I've never seen it, never read of anything like it since the days of the apostles. Believes in me with all of his heart. He raised up and he said, Brother Branham, you're wrong. It's the will of God for you to go that way. I said, Brother Bosworth, it is not. He said, well, Brother Branham, he said, I read one time where Satan gave Adam a false vision. I said, Brother Bosworth, you're a daddy to me. But I said, look, this is not a false vision. This is from God. My honor and my ministry, my reputation, not only mine, but the name of the Lord rests upon it. I said, it's wrong. He said, no. He said, if you go that way, you'll see the exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think. Now I turned around. I looked at Brother Baxter. He was rubbing his eyes. I looked over at Brother Stafford. I thought then, there it is. No matter how close an individual is to you, you can't trust the arm of flesh. I don't care if it's your mother. You remember one time where there's a prophet in a land or another and went out and prophesied and God told him what to do? And he said, don't eat or drink. First Kings 13. And this prophet told him, the Lord said to come back here and he minded a prophet in the stead of God. You know what happened? He lost his life. Both of them prophets. No matter who they are, you do what God tells you to do. Before I left, while preaching the street for one day, the Holy Spirit fell upon me and said, Thus saith the Lord, there is a snare set for you in, in South Africa. Was anybody at the Shreveport meeting? Let's see your, let's see your hands. Is anybody at the Shreveport meeting before I left to hear hear that prophecy? All right, I guess there's not up in this meeting, in this little group anyhow. But there, I didn't know it was among my brethren. Now, the thing was, we went on, and as soon as we got to Kimberley, there was uh, the next stop. There was an elderly man there, an old man, good man. But there's thousands of people, and that old brother said, No, sir, you're not going to have it out anywhere, but in my church, the church will hold about 400 people and about 10, 12, 14,000 people there. But yet it hadn't been in that church. Brother Bosworth blew up and took his hat and said, Ridiculous, ridiculous, that's a shame. I said, That's the exceedingly abundant gift of all I said, You understand? He said, Oh, I never heard of such. And so Brother Baxter the same way, and both of them went out and rented a big place. All right. That shows you see. Went on down along the trip like that, trouble set in everywhere. And never had the meeting until we got up there to anyone knows that knows, Brother Jackson, you know, the meeting was at Durban. 
where we had nearly a hundred thousand gathered out and thirty thousand converts in a day. And that was the only place it was. And down along the road, we all got sick. Every one of us got sick. And when I come home, I almost died. I had a neva. Neva. It's a parasite, a little animal that gets into the intestinal tract, in the stomach, like a little barnacle. Six turns, sucks till it. Well, it takes its course in about so many hours after it gets into the bloodstream. If it comes on the liver and bursts, you live. It goes to the brain and bursts the heart, you die. There's nothing you can do about it. And I walked the floor and prayed and cried and prayed and cried and prayed and cried till my eyes were swelling and my wife had to lead me to breakfast. No answer from God at all. One morning I lay in there, my hand behind my head, said, God, what can I do? Falling off weight, getting thinner and thinner, worse and worse all the time, nothing. Getting worse, worse, nothing could be done. Worse all the time. One morning I was laying there, oh, God, what's my future hold? I guess I'll, this is the end of the road. I'm perishing. I'm sorry, I repented. I said, God, I'll never no more knowingly step across your line, never again. If there's kindness in your heart, Lord, towards me, please forgive me. I'd get my Bible and walk up and down the floor in the daytime, and my wife say, Honey, what's the matter? I'd say, Oh, sweetheart, if you only knew how I felt. I said, I went against God's will. I said, here I am, broken here in my ministry. I told Brother Baxter, I said, the Lord has spoke to me. He's with us right now in camp when he comes to the platform. I said, if I take that temporary dust, saith the Lord, I'll not even be able to have a meeting between six months and a year. It was just the seventh month or the eighth month. I asked him. When he says anything, it's the truth. I lay my life to it if it's the truth. Then, coming back to my place, I was walking the floor about three months ago, or hardly so much, walking the floor one night crying. I lay down, went to sleep, I woke up about three o'clock in the morning. I said, oh God, what's going to be my future? What will happen to me? Laying there, I said, oh, if I only about five months, nothing to pace in the floor and crying, wandering, people standing everywhere, well, I couldn't even leave the house. Harlan, there it was. I said, oh, what will I do? Then I got a little buddy by the name of Dr. Dare, lives just across from me, went to school together. When he heard about that, he said, Billy Branham, mercy boy, God be merciful to you. So he said, there ain't nothing I'm going to do. And I said, Doc, the only thing I'm going to do is find my favor back with God again. I said, I stepped across his line. One morning laying there, as I said, about three o'clock, I was rubbing my head. I thought, what is my future hope? And about that time, I felt something move into the room. Get your... Memory's ready now. We're going to tell you something's going to happen. He come into the room. I knew it was him. I laid real still. Come moving. I can hear it coming on. It's like a last of fire. Man. Move down into the room. Come where I was. Just then I seen one come walking to me. He had papers, something like typewriter paper. 
just folded like this in his hand. He walked up to me, said, as you were meditating upon your bed, what would be your future? I said, yes, Lord. I have wondered what my future held. He took the paper like this, it creased it. He said, looky there. There it was scribbled all over some of the land, but a great stack of it. He swung it like that and went flung out of sight up into the heavens. He said, it is clear. I came to myself. I sat on the side of the bed and I said, oh, God, oh, please speak. Oh, if I found favor with you, Lord, please. What about these amoeba? What's going to happen, Lord? I said, please, if in your great heart, if my sins are forgiven, will you speak to me? What about it, Lord? I said, I'm laying here uh, just about to die. I said, I've trusted you. I've believed in you. I've taught others. I said, won't you have mercy? About that time, I felt something coming again. Come back into the room. Move down over me. That as thou was thinking about that, it shall be no more. That settled it. I came to, I don't care what anybody said then, that was all. And I said, Father, I never did have it, just usually one at a time, this time there were five. He said, lasted from three until about six in the morning. And he said, he come back again. He said to me, he said, you've been wondering and people have been telling you about criticizing you about your meetings. And I said, yes, Lord. They tell me that Oral Roberts and these other men pray for 500 while I'm ministering to three. And I said, you told me to do this. What shall I do, Lord? Shall I pray for the people in line? He said, just as you're led. And it left me again. And I walked up and down the floor a few moments and I said, oh, God, I'm so thankful to you. I appreciate you. Here it come again. I felt it come in the room again. And he taken me in the spirit, set me down out there in the middle of that racetrack, right in Durban where I was standing. And I've seen that Durban meeting going fading off into history to my right. Geographically, I was facing the south, just like I was in Durban. And it was going fading to the west, going away turning blue, that group of people. And right in front of me were sections, just like this is sex tonight, but looked like streets. And there were great crowds of people. And then he came, and he turned my head like this, back over to the east, towards the east, towards India. And there were tens of thousands with clouds on, dark-looking men. They had their hands up in the air. They were praising God. They were jumping up and down and screaming and praising God. Thousands of them was receiving Christ. And I said, wonderful. And about that time, I heard something coming right above me. And here come down a great light out of heaven. And it was like an oscillating light. And it went way back over the fields for about a half a mile or more. And there was nothing but a solid mass of people just standing packed in. And I said, oh, Lord, are all those black men... And then he turned me back to this group here in front of me again. There were beautiful white people standing with their hands up in the air like this, praising God. Then he turned me back again like that. And then the angel come real near. I could tell he was getting near. And I heard the number that he called. Remember this? He said, there's 300,000 of those in that grand meeting. And I came to myself. I heard his number. Remember, I'm going to hold a meeting somewhere east of Durban, 
I believe in India, that'll consist of 300,000 people. That's before it comes to pass that you might know. Just as I have said about the little boy being raised in Finland, many of you heard that testimony. Before it was ever, before he even left the United States a year before, that little boy being raised from the dead and so forth. Now remember this. Then I raised up my hands to bless God. And when I did, look, come here, here come my Bible. It was turned over to about uh, Paul and the storm. And then the leaves began to turn back, 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 this Bible. And it went back to Joshua, the first chapter. And something began to read the chapter like this. My servant Moses is dead. Now arise and go over this Jordan. And these people, no man shall stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. Only be of a good courage and, ver- and ver- be strong and very courageous. For the Lord thy God is with thee wheresoever thou goest. And I raised up and I reached for my Bible. It was in the air and I reached and it was... I, I, I said, where did it go? And about that time I heard my wife knocking at the door. She'd come through the room. She said, Bill, has something been wrong? She said, at three o'clock this morning the baby was spreading and I come in to wake you up. And said, when I come there at the door, now my wife is a very spiritual woman, but this is the first time it ever happened in our home. She's a very quiet, pious-like person. And she, she said... I started to go in the room, and something said to me, don't go in there, there's a vision going on. And she said, for three hours, I sat in a chair and rocked the baby, waiting. I said, yes, honey. I grabbed my Bible, a big Bible there, and wrote out the vision right quick on the fly leaf in there, which many come to the houses read it. We went out for breakfast. My mother-in-law, a very saintly, godly woman, lives just below me. Here she come running up the house. She said, has anything happened up here this morning? She said, this morning when I got up, I went to the sink to wash my dishes from last night to get ready for breakfast. And something said, go up to the other house. Something has happened. I told her the vision. I turned around. I had to breakfast over. I went out to get my... The check stubs that I used for a meeting last year about the income things. And I went out to the bank, went on back. They had them ready for me. I was going by and all the tellers said, hello, Brother Brown. I said, hello, hello, hello. Went on back, picked up the, my stubs and started out. And I started walking out like this and something said, stop. And I thought that was just, <laughs> you know how you get an impression sometimes. Stop. I waited and I looked at the people. Nobody was looking at me. And I said, Lord God, what would you have me do? And I backed up in a corner like this, kind of waiting him in with those stubs and my little briefcase under my arm. Oh, what would you have me do? He said, look at Bob Dennison. I thought, well, that was just Bob Dennison. I looked over and he was standing there with his head down like this. I know Bob real well. He's teller there. I said, well, that was it. But it wasn't. It was gone. I stopped a minute. I walked over. I said, good morning, Bobby. And he said, hello, Brother Brown. They say Margie Morgan was in here today. I lady healed cancer. I, I said, how are you feeling, Bobby? Tears rolled down his cheeks. He said, Brother Brown, I, I got something to tell you. I don't know how you're going to take it. I said, well, go ahead, Bobby. Tell me. He said, 
all, most all my people died of cancer. He said, I've got every symptom of what they had. So I've been worried to death the last few days. Said, Billy, I don't mean to cause you any trouble, but said this morning at three o'clock, I woke up in the room and I dreamed a dream that I should tell you about. <laughs> I said, this morning at three o'clock, he had me up. Chuck hold my hand. That was the last of cancer. Never had any more symptoms of it at all. I mean, he just, well, when I was down home like, two or three days ago, I said, How you feeling, Bobby? He said, Brother Bram, I'm telling you, I'm a different person. God still rules and reigns. He's Jehovah. And there is none likened unto him. You believe that? Let us read some scripture. I love you. Could testify all night, but I must read quickly. Out of fourth chapter of St. John. So Jesus came again to Cana of Galilee where he made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. And when he had heard that Jesus has come out of Judah into Galilee, he went unto him and besought him that he would go down and heal his son, for he's at the point of death. Then said Jesus unto him, Except you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The nobleman said unto him, Sir, come down here, my child I. Jesus said unto him, Go thy way, thy son liveth. And the man believed the word that Jesus had spoken unto him, and he went his way. And as he was now going down, his servant met him, and told him, saying, Thy son liveth. Then inquired he, Now he began to amend, begin to get better in the work. And they said, Yesterday, at the seventh hour, the fever left him. So the father knew that it was at the same hour which Jesus said, A son liveth, and himself believed with his whole household. This is again the second miracle that Jesus did when he came out of Judea into Galilee. Jesus spoke the word. The Father wanted to come lay hands on him and pray for him. Jesus said, go on, your son's going to live. And the Father believed what Jesus said. Now what if he had not believed? It would not have happened. He believed. And let us believe tonight what Jesus said. Will you? Listen. Here's the words he said in Mark 11, 24. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive it. It shall be given. You believe that? Watch the order of the scripture. Believe now you receive it. Now it's when you believe you've got it. You have no evidence. There's nothing there to show that you got it. But you believe you've got it. And just keep believing it. And it'll be given to you. You believe that? Let's ask Him for a glorious meeting. Let's together as all you believers with me. You see, no matter who you are, if you step across God's line, He'll punish you. 
David was a man after his heart, but David reaped what he sowed. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we thank thee tonight that we know this one thing, that the Holy Spirit is in here tonight, confirming the word of our Lord Jesus Christ and bringing to pass those things which he said would be. Dear God, I cannot be responsible for the faith of the people. I'm responsible for preaching your word and for testifying and telling those things which I know to be true. Thou knowest, you know, about the African affair. And Father, I believe tonight that the sure them standing in the pulpit here tonight on this platform that there is soon a time when you will be with me and will help me in Africa or in India. Be near me now. Stand by me tonight and bless me and keep thy loving wings of mercy over us, making an atonement for our sins and trespasses, forgiving us of all things and helping us to live for you and forgive every sinner in the building tonight. Take all skepticism away and may the power of God have preeminence tonight and be predominant over all unbelief and drive back the enemy and pour out your spirit and heal the sick and save the lost. In Jesus' name I ask it. Amen. transgression by his stripes were healed. Look, I noticed one time a fellow kept coming to my church and he'd say, I'd say, all that wants to be remembered in prayer that they'll become Christians, stand up. Every night, he'd stand up. Alright? Next night, I'd say, all that wants to be Christians or wants to be remembered in prayer to be a Christian, stand up. He'd stand up to that revival and after a while, be months and have another revival. He'd stand up, that's when I was a Baptist minister there. He'd stand up, want to be remembered. I meet him out on the street. I say, are you a Christian yet? No. No. Keep praying for me, Brother Branham. All right. Thank you. Went on and on like that. One night, while in the service, I said, all that wants to become Christians, wants to be remembered a word of prayer, stand up. There he stood up. I said, come here, man. He walked up. I said, what's the matter with you? I don't know. I said, do you want to be a Christian? Yes, sir. And I said, why don't you become a Christian? He said, I don't know. I said, there's just something you down in your heart you want to be a Christian. 
But there's something that won't let you be a Christian. Is that right? He said, that's it. I said, that's the devil. And that's unbelief. And I said, you believe that? He said, yes, sir. I said, you believe if I'll ask God to break that power of unbelief above you, that you'll be a Christian? He said, yes, sir. And just that time when we bowed our head, he let out a scream and jumped up in the air like that. It was gone. And the man's a staunch Christian today. What? Just the devil, that unbelief, that little old snickering thing there, little shatter to keep him from breaking into it, and the same thing is by healing. You say, well, I've been sick a long time, or I've been crippled a long time, I couldn't improve from this condition. Oh, yes, you can. Jesus Christ said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive it, you shall have it. I believe it, don't you? All right. Double you. Let's get the prayer cards now. Where did we call last night? What was it? Fifty? Uh, let's get the last part of tonight. Let's get from 85 to 100 in W. That's coming right on up the line. Bring it right on up. All right. Who's got prayer card 80? W85. Raise your hand. W85. 86. 87, 88, 89, 90, on up to 100. Prayer card W85 up to 100. Line up here to my right. While, now, check you ushers and so forth. Let's see if everybody gets there. And if they don't, then let me know and I'll call the line again. All right. Now, if any of the people here in the wheelchairs have got cards... They don't have to come to the prayer line up here. Just raise up your hand or let someone hold it up. It's got those numbers. And when that number is called, when you see your place lined up there, just move right up here in front of me. And I can't heal you, friend. But God, if he will, in his mercy, might let me know the reason why that you can't get me. All right. Now, if you have only faith can heal you, your own individual faith. Don't you see what a gift of healing is? A gift of healing isn't something that's in somebody to heal somebody else. The man that's being prayed for has to have a healing. He has to have the faith. Is that right? Excuse me. All right. Now... What do you think, Dad? Do you think you're going to be able to throw more crutches away and walk home tonight normally? I hope you are. What about you, Mother, there in the chair? you believe you're just going to be able to get up tonight and walk away from there and go on home and be well? What about over there, Sister, with the braces on your limb and down along the line there? Do you believe with all your heart? i tell you what you do. If you'll just look this away and pray. Not, not look to me as... No, I don't mean it that way. I mean it in this way. Like Peter said, look on us. They were men. Look on us. And the crippled man looked earnestly as if he received a coin. He said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have. Now such as God will give me, I will give you. Now how many out there tonight is... Um, got, uh, well, I won't call any certain diseases, but just got very bad diseases that hasn't got any prayer cards, and you want God to heal you tonight, raise your hands. It's got, like, 
all kinds of diseases. Just raise your hand and say, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the group. I, I'm, I'm the one. Right. It's like most of the sick people pinned right in these three rows right here. Right in here. All right. All right, you start praying. And the rest of you people, it's well and unhealthy. You pray for them. I believe if you were sick and held up your hands, they'd pray for you. So you all pray one for the other, confessing your faults one to another. Is that right? Pray one for another that you may be healed. Is all the cards in, Billy? All right. He's got a few out yet. It hasn't come in. Now, 85, W85 to uh, 100. Check them over and see where you're at. All right. No one when we come in. My, such a group. How, the same group that's been in, other, been in my other meetings this year, you've been in other meetings, I see you put your hands up, you understand just how, you understand the working of the Spirit of God. All right, that's fine. No matter who you are, where you're from, how bad you are, just believe. The only thing I ask you to do is to believe. God will manifest itself. You believe that? All right, that's God. Our Heavenly Father, I come to Thee with love, with all my heart, asking You, now this being the Saturday night just before the Sabbath tomorrow, that Your love and mercy will be manifested in this building tonight, that we might see the exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think. May there be a marvelous outpouring of your Holy Spirit here tonight. May sinners be saved. May backsliders be reclaimed and brought back to the loving arms of the Father. May sickness be healed. May the blind see, the deaf hear, the dumb speak, the cripples walk. We don't have to have these things to believe you, Lord. We believe you anyhow. But if it be your great will that you'll grant these privileges and blessings to us, hear the prayer of your servant as I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. I will ask this in the name of the Lord. Everyone, just as rarely as you can, and especially if some cases seems to be a little heavy, you keep your children near you. Don't let your children get away, especially on epileptic cases. How many understands what I mean? Now remember, I will not be responsible for critics, unbelievers who step in this part of the meeting. I will not be responsible. Up to you. It's your time to be away from the meeting at this time. If you're a critic or an unbeliever, or in the name of the Lord, I speak. I cannot assume the responsibility. I can to a believer, but not to an unbeliever. You understand? All right. Bring them All right. Everybody just as reverent as you can be now.
this is Saturday, tomorrow, Sunday. So let's just take our time. There's no rush about things. Don't be nervous. Sit quiet. Be in prayer. Who knows what God might visit you tonight. This might be your night. All right. Now, my brother, I'm going to get this mic over here so I can talk to you just a little bit. You being usually the first patient, it's sometimes that's the reason I start a prayer line, is so that the, the first patient, if I can talk to him enough to get the anointing down to me, see. And after speaking, that's one anointing, and it's another anointing. And I have to, to get that to me before I know what I'm speaking of. And it's nothing in myself. It's all together by God. And now, you are a believer. Yes. You believe. I'm sure of that. I believe that you are sincere. And uh, I believe that if God will help you in your trouble. Now, I, not knowing you and knowing nothing of you at all, and you just coming here this afternoon, and, and the boy gave you a prayer card, and you looked on it, there's a number on there, and you put your name and so forth on it, and then tonight when your number was called, you just, that's all there is, you just walk up here. That's all there is to it. You're just a stranger, and I'm a stranger. Now there's, there's a God in heaven who knows all things, and there's no secrets to him. And he makes his secrets known to his servants, his prophets, and he reveals it. Remember Daniel, how he made the king's dream known, how Jesus, he seen Nathaniel coming and told him he, he knew he'd been praying just before he comes. You believe that same Jesus exists today? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do that. All right. And you believe that I be his prophet, not by any things that I merited, but by his sovereign grace, he foresaw that before the world began. And he ordained that I should do this work for him. Now, if I don't do it, woe unto me. All right. I'm just talking to you in order, like he did the woman at the well, to see if I can get right straight to what your trouble is, you see. Now, I trust that he will do it and give mercy. He doesn't, of course, I, I don't know. But your, your trouble is in your side. Is that right? If that's right, raise your hand. I see you holding your side a whole lot. Pain. Yes, Pain. That was caused from an accident, a fall. Is that right? Off of a scaffold. Is that right? Is that yes, sir. Mm-hmm. What it's done is just shut you up. Now the man, I don't know him, but so he's here on the microphone. 
So he can get a little That's true. That's true. Now the vision has gone, see. Now, you heard my voice, did you? But that wasn't me. That was the one who is here now present. The one you've seen the picture of, the one we spoke of last time. The one that knows all things that's sent from God. He's the one. Now come here, brother. Now when he met me out there, he told me, I told him I didn't have enough education and so forth. And he said, if you get the people to believe you. And I said, they won't believe me because I'm not enough uh, eloquent enough in my speech to make the people. He said, there'll be two signs given you. One of them is what you remember in the first. I guess if you remember my first ministry by taking the feet. said, so the next you'll know the very thoughts of their things in their life. And they will believe that. He said, now be sincere when you pray. Nothing shall stand before the prayer. You believe that? Yes, All right, then come near. Heavenly Father, this your servant working honestly or living Satan tried to take his life. But you would not permit that. But now you've made a way for him to come and have faith in you that it might, instead of being a curse to him, a blessing, that he might testify now, Satan, you're a loser. You can't hurt God's children. Well, they'll take the very things that you try to put on them and, and there be turn with a blessing. Now, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave the man and may he be healed. Amen. Now, sir, go on your road, happy, rejoicing, you're going to be well. God's going to make you. Believest thou this? And you shall see greater things than you're the lame Excuse me for not recognizing. Now, are you stranger to me? Yes, we, you are stranger. You're just, I perceive that you are a Christian. You believe. Now, you've had a span of life here. And God has known you since you were born. And he's fed you all your days. Everything that you ever got was any good come from God. He knows you from the time you were born and before you were born to this hour. You believe in him. Now, this, what he does here, will just merely be, well, just what he'll let me know. That I don't, I cannot tell you. Because I was born in this world just like you or anyone else. I'm just human flesh. But inside of here dwells the Holy Spirit. And it was by the sovereignty of God that he fixed the way that I, to go minister to his people. See, it, is, it wasn't even my desire. It wasn't my will or my desire. It was him. You know what I want to be in life? A ranger. I was a game warden of Indiana for years. But I wanted to be a ranger in the forest, trapper, something on that order. But God had a different idea. So it's Him, and now with all joy I serve Him. 
I was speaking to you to find out what was wrong. You're, you're very sick. And you've been to a doctor. Yes. Is that right? Yes, that's right. I see him standing. Look, and isn't the... The, the, uh, isn't it something by the bowels or yes. colon? Is that right in the colon? Yes. Isn't that, it's got tumors in there. Is that right? Yes. It has tumors yes. in the colon. And you're up for an operation. Yes. And you've been putting that off. Yes. Holding that operation past due, isn't it? Yes. yes, sir. And you've been putting it off waiting till I pray for you. Yes. Is that right? That's correct. Yes. Come near. Almighty God, you're here. Beyond a shadow of doubt, thou art near this platform just now. You know the condition of this woman. I lay hands upon her, Lord. The physician is trying to operate, but yet she wants her blessings before any of this. And God, I pray that you'll heal the woman. May the tumors leave her. And she be well. In the name of your beloved child, Jesus Christ, I ask it. Amen. God bless you, my gallant sister. Go rejoicing and happy, believing with all your heart. Come, lady. I don't see how the Father can keep from answering prayer for her. God bless you, sister. I believe you're a faithful Christian. You've been in my meetings before. Isn't that right? Recently, too, haven't you? How do you do? Although I didn't see you, but I see you now. You stand in the prayer line. You were almost near being called. Is that right? There's no secrets before our Heavenly Father. You feeling better, sir? I thought so. You're going to get over that nervousness and be all right now. The blessings are still on you, so don't worry. The blessings placed on you wholesale. Sometimes it's days before he can get to you. Daniel prayed one time and the angel didn't get to him for 21 days. Is that right? I've seen the time where women and men have waited for weeks and the first thing they all at once has happened. The angel passing through the neighborhood. He knows where it's at. Whatsoever you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. What you loose on earth, I'll loose in heaven. Is that right? That's his sovereignty. Excuse me, lady. I'm just so attracted to that woman. All right. You look very healthy. You believe? You believe that Jesus Christ will make you well? You believe that I'll be his prophet? With all your heart? Now look. There's a kindred something between you and what that lady has. 
you have tumor also. Is that right? Right. Examination of that. But that tumor you have is in the head. Is that right? You believe? Come near, sister. Our Heavenly Father, I ask for mercy for her, realizing that this demon would take her life. Oh, God, may your spirit come near now. Heal her, Lord, and may it go away. May she be made completely whole as your servant prays in Jesus Christ's name. Dear Jesus, I pray that in your precious holy name that you'll heal this little child, uncross those eyes, Lord, and let your spirit come upon it just now, tenderly merciful God, and may this great operation that should be done, may the Holy Spirit do it now. God, this poor little child can't have faith, so we have to have faith for it. And oh God, as I look to you with all my heart, thinking of my little baby that died yonder many, many years ago, laying there, will you be merciful and heal the child? Thou demon, it's crossed the eyes of this child. It's too young to have faith, but we believe for it. We challenge you in this duel of debate. In the name of Jesus Christ, leave the child. Everyone remain with your heads bowed just a moment. Thank you, Father. Baby born that way? All right. Your baby is perfectly normal. All right. Look around, audience. Look, look here, honey. You follow my eye. Look over this way. Look, follow, look at my finger. Look over this way. What? See my finger? I watch here. I watch my finger. You watch the end of my finger here. I look back this way. I turn your little eye so they can see. Watch right straight. See? Look at this little eye. I look up that way. This is perfectly normal and straight as they can be. All right. No operation is needed. Your baby feels. Let us say praise be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. God's great eternal mercy be extended to every one of us. You believe? All things are possible to them that believe. Bring the lead. How do you do? How do you do? You believe? Yes. With all your heart? All my heart. With all, all your heart. All right. Now, won't you look this away, ladies? All right. I enjoy that pen you have there. He is risen. And he lives within our hearts. 
On the road to Emmaus one day, some men were walking along, and they, they, a man stepped out, just an ordinary man, not dressed in any different and priestly robes. He's a man, just an ordinary clothes on, like the man walked, worked in them days. Walked out, began to talk to him, said, Why are you weary? And they said, Why are you strangers? Said Jesus of Nazareth, who he knew to be a prophet of God and, and expected to be the king of Israel. He, they killed him, and he's dead, and, and he's buried, and all this trouble is set in and everything. Young lady with a baby, look this away. You're having trouble with that baby, aren't you? Look this way to me. Do you believe me to be God's prophet? Aren't you a sinner, young lady, yourself? That's right, raise up your hand. Do you accept Jesus as your Savior right there where you're standing with your with the fruit of your womb in your hand? You do? Your baby has a rash on it, don't it? That's what's made. Is that right? Go ahead home now. The baby's going to get well. Join up with some go to Holy Ghost Church. Be filled with the Spirit of God. God bless you, Dad. I mean, take it home. It's going to be all right now. The baby will get well. Don't worry. Little lady, you serve God the rest of your days. You love him? Wave your hands to the people as a testimony. I once was lost, but now I'm found. was blind, but now I see. Lady, you suffer from convulsions. You've been having them for a long time. You've had a series of operations. And you have a lot of persecution at home from a husband. That's a great big tall fellow. Is that right? All right, go home and say, Jesus Christ makes me well. In the name of the Lord Jesus, me. Let's say praise be to the Lord. All right. Come here, lady. You believe with all your heart? I see you trying to move from the bed of the morning, stiff in your back got back trouble. Is that right? You believe me as his prophet? Go home and be well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Anything can be done. Have faith. Come, sir. You believe me to be his prophet? Hallelujah. With all your heart? Hallelujah. You're anemia. Isn't that right? Or go home and get well in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's say praise the Lord. Lady, do you believe me to be his prophet with all your heart? All right, your stomach trouble has left you. You can go home now and get well in the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you. Let's say praise be to God. All right, sir, you can get up too. All right. Go ahead home, eat what you want to, if you want to. You've had stomach trouble for a long time. Is that right? Is that true? Raise up your hand. There's an officer who died sitting there in a chair. Now go on home and eat what you want to. And be made well. All right. Come, lady. Come, lady. All right. You want to get over that cancer? You'd like to live from that cancer? Yes, Will you promise to serve God and receive the Holy Ghost and live all your life for Him? Certainly. Go home in Jesus Christ. Be merciful to you and make you well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Come, lady. You believe with all your heart? Everywhere? All right, lady. You have, you have a female trouble for one thing. Then you've got a stomach trouble, which is a peptic ulcer in the bottom of your stomach also. Isn't that right? Is that right? You want to get well? I do. You believe you're healing now? I do. Go as you have believed, so shall it be unto you. 
Let's say praise be to God. All right, bring them in. All right, sir, what do you think about this? Believe God. Thank you, sir. Not because it's an honor for myself. It is to be serving our Lord Jesus Christ. Then if you believe me to be his prophet, then God can do something for you. Look to me like this if you believe me to be his prophet. All right, you suffer with cancer. Of course, you realize that. You're sick, man ready to die. And here's another thing. You're seeking for the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Is that right? If it is, raise up your hand. Go and receive your healing and the Holy Ghost in the name of God. Let's say praise be to God. He is here, ready, willing. What do you think about sister with them tumors, the big lady sitting there on the end has got tumor. Would you like to get over that tumor and be healed? Yes. Would you like to raise your hand up and say, I accept you, Jesus? That's right, sir. God bless you. Go and be made well. All right, sir. Come, sir. Believe. Have faith in God. Do you believe me to be his prophet, sir? And you accept my words to be the truth? All right, sir. If I tell you that you're healed and I'll tell you what's wrong or been wrong with you, will you accept it then? All right, raise up your hand. Stomp your feet up and down. Your rheumatism or arthritis has never left you. You go home and be made well. All right, sir. Sister, go home now. And that lady holler tumor down there, you believe the same thing. You go home and be made well. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Just a moment. I ask anybody in this building here in the name of the Lord Jesus to believe the angel of the Lord. Some in this row over here, somewhere in this line here. Look this way to me. You believe? I see a lady sitting right there, the reddish-looking dress on. There's something I've seen just then, something move above her, a white-looking object, and it seemed to be that it was in her back. Is that right, lady? Aren't you having back trouble? And don't you also have something wrong with your eyes? Yeah. Now, aren't you taking x-ray treatments? Aren't you having some kind of an x-rays? Is that right? Is that right? Raise up your hand if that's right. Stand on your feet and be made well in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Just a moment. Believe with all your heart. God shall bring it to pass. Have faith in God. Don't doubt. Believe. Miss Wood, sitting there, I see it hanging over you. I know words, I know you, but you know I don't know what's wrong with you, but I do now. You got tumor for one thing, and you got something wrong in the intestinal tract. Is that right, Sister Woods? I know you. Well, then, why don't you accept your healing now in the name of Jesus Christ? You do it? I know that woman. Just had to be at home to her. All right, I had the woman next to her. All right, lady, what do you think? Sitting there next to her. You believe with all your heart? You do? Stand up on your feet just a minute. Oh, you got a bladder trouble. All right? 
Raise up your hands, that's right. All right, you can go home now and get well. The lady next to her had bladder trouble, too. Is that right, lady? Sitting right next to her. That's right. Stand up on your feet and be made well. What do you think about it, sir? You believe it's the truth? You, with the blue shirt and red tie, do you believe me to be God's prophet? All right. Stand up a minute. There's a lot of people moving in on there. Oh, yes, it's rectal trouble. Isn't that right? Just raise up your hand. All right, go home and get well. What about the next woman? Do you want to be healed? If something wrong with you, stand on your feet if you believe me to be God's prophet. You believe me to be his prophet? You suffer with stomach trouble. Is that right? Raise up your hand. Then go home and get well. What's the matter? Jesus Christ is sure to heal every one of you. That lady sitting there with diabetes that she wants to get up there with a blue and white dress on. She also, you can stand up and go home and get well. Hallelujah. I challenge it. Just a moment. I see looking between the arms of a white man, a little colored woman sitting here. You have a card, lady? You don't have no prayer card. I don't want anybody who's got prayer cards. Stand up on your feet. Do you believe me to be his prophet? you believe me with all your heart? You have heart trouble, don't you? Is that right? Raise up your hand. All right, go home and be over it in the name of the Lord Jesus. God bless you. What do you think is sitting there next to her? You have high blood pressure. Is that right? Stand up on your feet and be made well in the name of Jesus Christ. What's the matter with you? Why don't you receive your healing? Let's stand to our feet, every one of you. In the name of Jesus Christ, receive your healing. Raise up your hands and give God glory. 